Yo, what the fuck is up, boys and girls? I'm Nico. And this is Marcus. Welcome to Porch Talk. Dude, today was a good-ass episode, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we went over three main topics, really. Mm-hmm. And we sort of gave our own little stories to it. I think it went really well. I mean, we went over, what, social awkwardness? Yeah, just social awkwardness. You Being know, in uh, a social setting in general. I yeah, mean, learning how to navigate all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I think that was my favorite topic of the episode. Um, but then we go on to goal setting and just how that can help you progress as a person and really, really just anchor down what you want to achieve for days to come to months to come, you know? Yeah. If you want to do anything in life, you got to set a goal. Oh, hell yeah, dude, for sure. And then finally, we just, we ended up talking about radical honesty. You just got to be fucking honest, you know, that type of shit. I'm (laughs) all about it. Marcus is all about it. Absolutely. We are on our own journey. To being radically honest to ourselves as well. If you're not being honest with yourself, oh, God, yeah, you're, you're going to hurt yourself. If you're not being honest with others, you're going to hurt them too. It's very important in life. And then when we end off the episode, we got a fucking mystery item to talk about. Yeah, it a only took item. It t- only took a couple seconds to talk about it at the end of the episode. It's about me. Listen to the whole episode. Listen to the end of the episode. I don't give a fuck. Give it a listen. Yeah, enjoy. Yeah, man. So uh, I just got back from um, <clears throat> I just got back from this big old bonfire that we had at Wright State. Uh, it was hosted by um, UAB. Uh, it's our University Activities Board. You know, just student organization that uh, they host parties, um, different different stuff going on. It's our homecoming week, so they oh, had a okay. big bonfire up on our campus. And um, <laughs> this is hilarious. There's this kid. Uh, he's been coming out to uh, our entrepreneurship club meetings. Um, absolutely love the guy he's he's really got that like spark in him that like you can tell when, you, when you're talking with him you can tell he's got that spark of like entrepreneurship he really gets really passionate about his ideas and he pours his heart into him he really does but the issue is he just has no social skills and oh man <laughs> that's the most important part when you're trying to yeah. build something is having that well, lacking that social awkwardness, you don't want to have that so social awkwardness at all. Well, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's like the most important part. It certainly is important to be able to to deal to and make those connections with people and make those yeah. connections, especially when you don't have much. You know, you need to be able to you need to use what you have. And one of the greatest things that we are as a club is we're a connector. You know, we have we have all these connections. You, you want to talk to the people down at the entrepreneur center? We got you. We got them on speed dial, man. Like seriously, um, but. I mean, think of things like Elon Musk. He's he's not exactly the most uh, socially apt person. That's true. And he can true. certainly be successful and not be socially apt. But just in general, just in life, you know, just in uh, in terms of friendships, in terms of love, you know, in terms of like family and stuff like that, you know, the, the, it's a, it's an important skill that you got to cultivate. You know, yeah, how to deal with people. That's how you get those strong <clears throat> bonds with friends. That's how you make those really good friendships is through those social encounters social gatherings exactly you hang out you talk you bond you fight you bond (laughs) you spit at each other you bond yeah (laughs) that's just how it happens you know um and and uh so so yeah we're at this bonfire this guy kind of just shows up out of nowhere he's walking around and i go oh hey how's it going uh and he like i recognize him so he recognized me and from that point on he kind of just like latched himself on to me and I realized I was probably the only person there he knew. Uh, the guy was a sophomore, but it was his first year there at Wright State. 
and I get it, you know, semester's kind of just started, maybe you don't, you know, have too many friends or anything like that, um, but, God, I mean, just every word of encouragement that I tried to give, everything that I tried to do to try to help that guy get out there, you know, just nothing was sticking, I just, I just don't know what to do at that point, you know? I mean, that's up to him at that point, he needs to learn how to be more social, you can, mm-hmm. You can introduce him to as many people yeah. as you can until you're blue in the face, but it's up to him to, <laughs> like, continue on with that uh, connection that you just allowed him to have or that he you helped him make. Yeah, I guess. To make it stronger, you know? Yeah, but I, it, this whole, like, interaction just got me thinking, like, what is it that, you know, what is it that built that in me, you know, or built that in you? I, I'm really curious how it is that we uh, we grow to that, that point where we can just, hey, my name is Marcus Hardy, how are you doing, you know? I think it's a lot of confidence, and I also mm-hmm. think it's a lot of repetition. <clears throat> I think we've talked in front of, talked to and in front of enough people to where we are more comfortable and confident to do so, you know, as where maybe the kid was homeschooled, up until he had into up until college mm. and he didn't have as much social interaction as we did maybe it's also us playing sports uh for as long as we did we yeah. we just learned how to make those good bonds and friendships so yeah yeah that might that might all be true you're right um i guess i didn't really think about that um i mean i yeah yeah now that you mentioned it, when i do think about my myself my life I mean, I was, I was. We were always out in front of our house shooting hoops. Yeah. I played. Um, I played in a little basketball league at uh, the Salem Church of God when I was before I was even in preschool, probably. Uh, no, I was, yeah, about preschool age, four or five years old. I was playing that little league, uh, making friends there. So yeah, you're right. It 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 really is sports. Sports is a great way to really oh, yeah. kind of kind of learn how to break the ice, so to speak. Sports is a great great way to learn a lot of things about life. Yeah, yeah, it really I mean, is, man. Yeah. And especially social awareness and how to be social in a crowd, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I I bet you if I did not play soccer or if I did not play baseball or any of the sports I played as a child, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be as socially capable as I am now. You say capable. I think I think that might be one of the things that, that helps drive this. As, as you learn to, uh, you know, properly kick a ball in soccer you learn how to dribble or work the ball with your knees you start to like understand yourself more you know you have more control you're more capable of of doing things so maybe if you're at like a party or something like that maybe you're more comfortable with you know moving around the dance floor or or, um just you know being around people because you're you're more in control i don't know maybe that's and i also think once we get into that social setting through sports mm. you're sort of forced into it at that point so you know that you're capable of having a social conversation or interaction with people mm-hmm. as opposed to if you didn't play sports you are capable you just do not know you're capable capable right, right. and it's just fine-tuning those skills throughout playing sports that helps you refine and get better at being in social settings right right. whereas if you didn't play sports or you didn't have much social interaction you didn't have the time to refine that skill of being in a social setting you know Mm -hmm. so that's that's what i think of it i I just don't think they have the reps they need of getting in front of people and talking to people and they they don't believe in themselves that they can do it so that's holding them back even more from progressing yeah uh, what I ultimately actually had done, um, 
this is partially to try to help him. You know, I, I figured I figured that that's what he needed. You just need to get out in front of people and you know just do it. You know, and eventually he'd get there. Um, it's partially that, and then it's also partially just to get him out of my hair. Um, I went to my car real quick, and I grabbed a couple of our club flyers for one of our upcoming <laughs> events. I said, hey, can you pass these out for me? <laughs> and, and yeah, in a way, it was kind of like, hey, leave me alone. But at the same time, I, I was thinking, like, yeah, maybe if I if I give him something to do, now he has a, a purpose. Now he's not, like, you know, just trying to talk with people and make, you know, conversation. It gives He's, him an excuse. Yeah, yeah. It gives him an excuse to, to get in someone's, you know, personal space and have a conversation with him. Um, and once he started doing that, I never saw him again. Hey, that's uh, so, good. So, that was good. Uh, well, I saw him at the end when I was leaving, of course. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, he, he looked like he was having a, a decent time after that. But I um, I don't know. I, I just wonder because, like, this is one of those skills where if you have it, uh, the earlier you get it especially, the more opportunities – that you're going to be able to have access to. And, you know, conversely, the later that you get it, the, the more opportunities that you're missing out on, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a very important job for the parent mm. is to get them into those social settings mm-hmm. at a younger age. Right. I mean, I've I've been in so many social settings since I could remember. Mm-hmm. It's not even funny. Plus, my family alone is like a bunch of a bunch of people especially on my dad's side and when they all get together it's like you have to be social to them they force you to be social mm-hmm. so i i feel like family extended and household family is a really really big part in that for sure that's the truth man that's the truth yeah um <laughs> i have a really good friend family friend um call him my cousin he's not really my cousin but we call him my cousin um, and he's what I would call the opposite of this kid that I met at that bonfire. Uh, he's the type of person who has absolutely no shame at all. There are no limits to what this guy will do. <laughs> um, God, he's he's uh, he could he could walk around butt naked if if he would if he was allowed. Like, he has no shame, no chill, no nothing. No so filter. he's like the crowd pleaser. He's the life yeah, of the party. He most definitely is the life of the party uh just like his dad they're both they're both the same doggone way but um <laughs> uh com- kind of coming from it from the other end uh you know they're all they're also problem problems like with being you know too confident or too mm-hmm. too uh bombastic and too open with it i don't know what, what would you uh what would you suggest if you're uh hanging out with a friend who's who's in that sort of situation i think as a friend i would have to be there to check him and put him back into into mm. line if he's getting out of hand mm-hmm. i mean as long as you're not destroying your name or your friend's name by being wild and acting crazy mm-hmm. as long as there's no harm in it i don't see why you should really stop him oh, yeah, but yeah. once it gets to that point where it's starting to put a bad rep on your friends and you like mm-hmm. it hey this guy's so annoying that he's this guy's a bad so, dancer yeah. get him off the dance floor well, man Ah, we have the worst parties all because of his <laughs> dumb dance moves. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's when it's when your name is starting to get uh, influenced from your friend being mm. crazy or wild, whatever he does. It's your job to keep him in check, to not go overboard. Mm. In my opinion, mm. I mean it's just like it's the complete opposite of the person you had at the bonfire. Right, y- right. it's your responsibility to help him out and get him in front of as many people as you can to introduce them Mm -hmm. to as many people as you can. And it's up to him to 
grow in in being a very social person mm-hmm. and it's up to the other extreme to not be that that he doesn't have to be the center of attention all the time right right <coughs> and with uh with the other end of the spectrum where he's the center of attention all the time i would also challenge him to dig deep into himself and to figure out why he wants to be the center of attention all the time because that mm-hmm. probably leads back to some insecurity he has he or she has mm-hmm. so i i would also challenge that as well mm-hmm. yeah i just i just know that there's a lot of uh everybody's socially awkward in, in some kind of of a setting yeah um i think i heard it put that um getting up in front of a stage or on a stage in front of a whole bunch of people. It's never not scary. It's just that you get braver, so yeah. to speak. Um, I was that That's funny. Like giving a speech of sorts or, you know, uh, just putting your voice out into the ether. Like we're doing here on this podcast, you know, it's just, uh, just, just putting yourself out there is always like a scary, almost a uh, nerve wracking type of feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I always just wonder like, what, what is it in us? You know, that, that makes us do that. Honestly, I I haven't thought about it enough to answer that. I mean, maybe next episode I'll put a lot of thought into it up until that next episode and give you a good answer. Well, I'll make sure to write that down, but I, I, I really don't know what it I maybe it's just going back into like caveman days. Mm. Maybe it's I don't know, dude. Honestly, I yeah. I, I honestly don't even have the information to even talk about it. I'm driving home and I'm just like like, what is it that makes us, like, like even if you know, like, 100%, you know your stuff. Like, you know, it doesn't matter, like, what, you're giving a presentation or something like that. You can, you can even train yourself, do it, like you said, reps, do it, do it enough times that you're, you're giving this presentation confidently. And there's not an ounce of uncertainty, you know, in, in your, in your words or in, in your face or anything like that. You, you, you're doing it perfectly right. But within you, you still feel it like, oh, I'm messing up. Oh, I stuttered a bit there. Oh, my God. Oh, there's a small typo. I hope nobody knows that in my PowerPoint. You know, it's it's always in you, that that sort of insecurity. Uh, I just, I just, I don't know. I, I want to get to the bottom of stuff like that. You know, it's really interesting. Yeah, and I'll make sure to research that because that's, that's a good thing to think about. I, I haven't even thought about it in any way for well, that. Well, here's just something you probably do have an answer to. What was the most socially awkward situation you've ever been in? <laughs> All right, I can give you that answer pretty pretty easily. Story I've time. never really been afraid to give a speech. I've never been afraid to get in front of anybody ever since I could remember. Like, yeah, I, I was like, do I really have to? I don't really want to. Mm-hmm. But it's not. I wasn't nervous to. I mm-hmm. just didn't want to. It's just I'm I'm good at talking, but I don't really feel like talking i'm kind of lazy <laughs> so the one time that i felt really uncomfortable in a social situation was actually this past weekend i went to uh a club for the first time what the most awkward thing i've ever done oh wow it took me it took me like half of the time of me being there to actually get comfortable mm-hmm. because in a very social setting where there's a lot of people i'm used to being able to talk to people, but oh, the music was so loud, yeah. I couldn't even hear myself think. Yeah, and half the people were drunk anyway, so they weren't <laughs> actually gonna talk to me. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the most awkward because 
one, I'm not a drinker, and I I'm not a big fan of being around drinkers as well, mm-hmm. especially when they are drinking. Um, and two, I'm used to talking to people if I'm at a social gathering. So that's that's those were the two big things that really made me uncomfortable. Mm. But after after a while, I started to get more comfortable just because I started get to get used to the setting, and it ended up being a fun time, and I actually enjoyed it. But at that first probably two hours, I was I was just like, what the hell do I do? I'm, I just didn't know what to do. It was. <laughs> very very awkward in my opinion i find it really interesting um, i always i don't know i just i kind of feel like you're a dancer i don't know i just feel like oh, you're no. the type of person who would just like get in a club and just go wild i don't know i i mean i danced mm-hmm. the second half of the night it was just getting mm-hmm. used to it i could i get i think it was because it was a first time experience yeah i didn't know what i was in for mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. definitely was way more than i thought <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of club? Did you, uh, what club did you go to? It was over in Bowling Green. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was called okay. Liquid. Liquid. So okay. Me and my buddies went. Mm-hmm. It was a. It was. A, it was really a fun night. At the end of the night, it was. As even my friend was like, "What the hell is going on? Like, I don't understand." Mm. <laughs> so that was my one awkward situation. What about you? Oh boy, um, I have a treasure trove of just awkward. Oh. God, oh Jesus Christ! I have so many awkward situations that I've been in. Um, one, one particularly awkward situation that I was in uh, socially was uh, it, it happened simply because I I I've been very undisciplined, let's say, in my effort to try to learn people's names when I meet them. So it stems from a case of mistaken identity, basically. <laughs> this is so terrible. Okay. Um, we were in class. Um, the year was starting out. This was just back um, last year at the start of my sophomore year. It was a writing class. We're going around the room. We're uh, introducing ourselves, you know, just telling them a little bit about ourselves, introducing ourselves to the class and everything. And there was just, I was going second. There was a girl right in, in, in front of me in line, so to speak, um, who I could have sworn to you I had a class with her last semester. I I still kind of part of me to this day believe I have a class with her, but she says I didn't. It doesn't matter. What matters is uh, she just gave her a little spiel. Um, she said her major. She's the same major as me, econ. So that at that point, I'm like totally sure. I'm like, yeah, we definitely have a class. We definitely had a class together last semester. Yeah, yeah. So um, I can't remember her name now, but uh, let's just say her name was Rachel or something like that. Um, so I immediately after I said, so yeah, you met my buddy Rachel over here. We had a class together last semester. Uh, yeah, we're just doing this. And for some reason, when I said that, it just like, I, like she just looked at me like, no, he didn't like in the middle of like what I'm um, giving my spiel. I'm like, yeah, we did. I'm pretty sure we did. And she's like, no, we didn't. And she was like pretty adamant about that. And it, it was fine. It should have just been fine. But like, for some reason, it just made the whole, like, thing, the whole semester, every everything about that class it just made it so awkward. <laughs> and here was the part. Like, I, I probably should have let it go. But I was like, I'm pretty sure we were. Well, she says, no, nah, I can pull up my schedule. And she started like, well, what did you have this semester last year? And I was like, oh, I had these courses. She was like, oh, I haven't taken those classes yet. All right. was, like, we went through it. Like we went through like her schedule. Oh my god! And that's why, like, I just, I just was standing there looking like a fool. Like, oh, I, yeah, I, I were, wanted to have a class. You were straight so bad. looking like a fool for sure. 
I, I, yeah, I was, I was. <laughs> um, that's one of the most ones. I have, I have so many others I would like to not talk about, but that's the most mild one, let's say. Uh, <laughs> I I'm, was just thinking about this as we were going through this conversation. You know what's really good for building confidence in social situations? What? what? Exercise. Hmm. Because it, it, you slowly get change of your body for the good, mm. and it, just boosts your confidence like hey i'm better looking than i was and and that might give me more confidence to go and talk to people it's always a confidence booster yeah now, that definitely boosted my confidence when i started my fitness journey for sure mm. so as if i wasn't already annoying already and i'm <laughs> annoying to more people annoying what makes you say no that? i'm just kidding i'm just super social is that a thing that you've gotten in your life do you, do you get do, do people get that like sort of vibe from you like uh that you're uh like a self-absorbed type person or something like that? Probably. 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 If we're being honest, I I'm probably have no doubt that <laughs> a couple people have thought that or said that. I, um, it's weird. Uh, if you ever run into that, that friend who's like, like honest with you in a moment, they tell you like, oh yeah, I used to think this about you. Um, I always get, I used to think that you were such a jerk. And I'm like, What? What does that even mean? They're like, yeah, yeah. Before I even met you, like I just looked at you. I just got that vibe that you're just like so mean, and such a jerk, and so rude. I'm like, what? Where did that come from? They're like, yeah, but I know you're so nice. I don't know. Yeah, when especially with my the vet science class, they were all girls. They were like, yeah, you were either. I thought you were either gonna be an asshole <laughs> or gay, <laughs> and I was neither. So they're like, that's good for you. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I think my my I th- I sort of have overbearing confidence now mm. that it may come off as being an asshole and being like cocky. Mm. But also, I a lot of my friends have said that I'm pretty introverted given the circumstance and I'm not as like all extroverted as I seem to be, which I don't understand. I've never really felt introverted unless i'm home alone mm. just going hacking away at some project that, that, that's always an interesting concept like I, I feel like i have my own like thing like i feel like if you're introverted or extroverted it's something that you can say you know it's oh, not, yeah, it's not sure. like something someone else can tell you i mean you, know? you may have introverted qualities at some in some instances mm. like i know for a fact that like if i'm here alone and someone asks me to go do something when i'm clearly doing something else but they mm-hmm. don't know that i'll probably be more introverted and stick to the topic that i'm mm. doing you know as opposed to if say if it's a weekend and i'm like hey i'm gonna go out right i'm gonna be the most extroverted so my uh, extroverted um side of myself that i can be yeah yeah i i, I as i understand it at least you're you're an extrovert if when you're out about and around people, you get like energy from. Oh them. yeah, I feed off of people, dude. Yeah, for sure. But if you're an extrovert, when you are secluded, you get energy. Depressed. Nah, that's what? introverted. Yeah, that's, Introver- what, that's what I meant. Yeah, what, what, you said extrovert. Uh, did I? Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. I meant there's, to say the, the vice versa. Yeah, and when you're you're an extrovert, when there's no people around, they're like, "Crap, where are all the people?" Yeah, no. Man? There's yeah. definitely been instances where I've like 
I haven't I wasn't around people for a day or two mm-hmm. and I've just gotten so like down in yeah. the dumps and I yeah. just felt so sad for some reason I'm like why the hell am I sad then I go out and hang out with people I'm like oh this is the best time ever yeah yeah I mean like I work best when I'm alone I cannot Oh I no! I get can't an ounce of work done. I can't work with a group. There, if I hear if I hear noise that's not a music or a podcast or something that I'm trying to listen to, I'm, I'm just even done. that's pushing it for me. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because I because then I get so invested, especially if it's in, in a a <laughs> podcast, yeah. I get so invested. Oh man, uh, that that is true. Yeah, if it's a really interesting one you ever heard, you know, it's like, ooh, let me let me dig into this. But now, um, yeah, yeah, it's just strange because like. I'm 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 also an extrovert, um. So I I enjoy you know navigating these these social situations. I I thoroughly enjoy getting out there, but like I like I said at the same time, you know I'm I'm giving people the pitch for entrepreneurship club or something like that, and I'll, I'll stutter a bit. I'll be like, oh crap, this is over. It's ruined. I I my life is over now. I'm see, I'm gonna curl up in a ball and die now. <laughs> but but it's I, I see. Th- that's how I was like, but when mm. I played soccer, like if I messed up, I just got on myself mm. so hard. Yeah. And it actually inhibited me from being the best I could be on the field. Mm-hmm. And what my uh, coach told me, my uh, select soccer coach, his name is Rodney, one of the best coaches I've had. He he got on me one day and he, he pulled me aside from practice and he was like, look, if you mess up, you fucking mess up. But... That that better not inhibit your game, okay? Yeah, you need yeah. to stay in the game, learn from it after the game. Exactly. Keep your head up and keep moving. And yeah, that yeah. and that was a huge, huge game changer. That's when I went from an a below average soccer player to like a little bit above average soccer player, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is just that change in mind mindset, for sure. But along with that, when I when my coach told me that it didn't happen overnight. I had to set some goals, mm-hmm. and I think that'd be a, a good second topic for today is the goal setting. Yeah, I set goals every night. I write it in my journal: three goals I want to accomplish for the next day, mm-hmm. and I actually write it in my notes in my phone, take a screenshot, and set it as my uh, background. So every time oh. I open my phone, whether it's the home screen or the lock screen, I, I always glance at it and I'm like, oh yeah, shit, I need to get this done today, this done mm. today. So I think goal setting is a very, very good thing for you to do if you really are trying to accomplish something. Because if you don't have any structure, mm-hmm. then how, it's just going to be a mess trying to accomplish anything throughout the day. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, this is a conversation I actually need to have, <laughs> man. Yeah. I mean, nothing feels better than accomplishing a goal. I I gotta be honest. No, none of the drugs that they have out there are better than accomplishing accomplishing a goal. Like today, I I just wanted to do something really minute. I just wanted to find this part that I need for my car. And when I did it, I was like, Yeah, I'm an adult. I did it. You know, like you just feel so good about yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's important. You got gotta leverage that. You, you really you. You don't know what you're capable of until you really set a goal for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And when you accomplish those goals, it becomes a positive feedback loop. Mm. You get those endorphins from when you accomplish a goal, and you're like, man, I feel good for accomplishing a goal. But the thing is you can't let that momentum drop Mm -hmm. because once you let that momentum drop, it's going to go the other way. 
Yeah, I guess. Say you true. say you don't accomplish a goal that you set for the day. Mm-hmm. That's okay as long as you don't let it compound. Like say your goal was to eat healthy, but then you ended up eating a, uh, an entire bag of potato chips. Nah, let's just say let's just say you had a Snickers bar and an entire bag of potato chips. Well, <laughs> that might be the outcome if you're yeah. just like. Well, fuck it. I I already messed up. Yeah. Might as well eat the fucking bag of potato chips. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get what and you mean. That's that's the trap a lot of people fall into. Me, my, me myself included. I actually talking about the healthy eating thing. I just fully committed to eating healthy mm-hmm. because the past month or so I've been eating really, really unbalanced. Really sugary foods is in my diet as well and i didn't like yeah. it and i always got that feedback loop when i ate the one piece of candy when i'm like hey mm-hmm. i'm not gonna eat any any sugar and then i end up eating that well i'm like well i already fucked my yeah, life over it's like my the damn well. breaks and then all of the yeah. all of the candy just falls in your mouth yeah and i think that's a hard thing to learn and get down and refine mm. but once you do it it'll translate into every other aspect of your life. Yeah, and I really like the way you do it. I I got to be honest about that. You, you say every night, like it's a thing. It's a part of your ritual. It's a part mm-hmm. of your your. Uh, you have to make routine. it a part of your ritual. Yeah, yeah. Or else you can't. Or else you probably won't accomplish it, or mm-hmm. even do the goals you set out to do. It's 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 even more than that. I feel like like it's 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 a nightly thing for you to think. What am I? What's my mission? What am I focused on? What's my purpose? It's like a nightly thing for you, and I mm-hmm. really, I, I really appreciate that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to pill for that. That's a great idea. Yeah, man. I mean, like, it's really, it's been a game changer since I've started, and I, I've started it probably four or five months ago, hmm. and ever since then I've been just constant, constant achieving what I set out to achieve. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do that. Um, today's the fourth. Yeah, no. Yeah, today's the 4th, right? Yeah, it is the 4th. Yeah, so right. today, October 4th, I'm going to make sure that I do that every night before I go to sleep. You can start with having two podcasts a week. That's yeah. what that's what we need to do. Cause yeah, yeah. I was lazy on Sunday, and we didn't do it. And now we're even super late on our podcast today, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, we, we really are. We're, we're, we're very far behind, but hey, hey, the future is always brighter than the past. That's true. Yeah, um, plenty more opportunities to catch up. Yeah, we can we can really pump this out if you like. Uh, yeah, we were um, we were doing the Sunday Monday recording, mm-hmm. and I think that's a good good time. Still, I'm not. What do you think about the idea of doing a two a day? Two a day? <laughs> just like like one day, just to get ahead, you know, to oh, get back on track. Rather, two, yeah, we could know. we could try it out for sure. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that later. We'll have to set some goals. Yeah, we'll have to <laughs> for set sure. Some goals. That's something exactly. that we need to do. Is set goals. Yeah, and that, that's that's one thing that they do. Uh, you you can push yourself. Like once you figure out what you're what you're capable of, you know. Back when we first thought of this idea, uh, part of me was like, "This is ridiculous. This isn't gonna work. No one's gonna listen to this. What the heck? Who wants to listen to us just talk about random crap?" You know, I I didn't have any confidence. Like you were just saying earlier, I had to I had to get into the repetition of it. And I had to see the results. I had to see what it really is. Well, now that I know what I'm capable of, I think that maybe we could get to a point where we we are just like churning out content and uh, we could gosh i think we could might we might be able to get to a point where we could just have a recording day and we we make three episodes in a day and we just release them through the week like bang bang boom and 
I don't I don't know. You know, I I really think we have a lot of potential. Like we have a lot of a lot of power to do oh, a yeah. lot like that. We could we could have events. We yeah, could, I was about to say we need to make those social gatherings to start yeah, connecting yeah. with more people in the podcast realm because that's the big thing is yeah. creating those connections through social uh gatherings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cuz people who listen to podcasts a lot of them are on Instagram, but not everybody on Instagram wants to listen to a podcast, you know what I'm saying? True, true. You I I once heard from a podcast if <laughs> <laughs> if you want to attract more uh people to your podcast, you got to stay in the same uh medium as in podcasting. If you want to get more people listening to your podcast, the best way place to do it is in a podcast. So we need to start getting out to other people for sure mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. trying to be on their podcasts and see if they want to be on ours because I think that'd be very beneficial for um, everybody, mostly us because we're really small. But Yeah, I'm, I'm going to set that as a goal. Uh, this week I'm going to... I'm gonna talk to. I know. I know of at least two people that uh, that are Wright State, um, not students. Uh, one's a professor, and then one. I actually don't know if they're even taking any classes. I actually just see. They're a podcaster, though. But yeah, yeah, they do run a podcast. Oh, okay. Um, they're just like kind of in the community. They're always at Wright State, though. But but yeah, I know two people are running podcasts. I I need to get with them and see see what we can do. I have to reach out to a couple of people that have followed me that are podcasters. I'd yes, love sir. to yeah. try and figure that out. Set that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of uh, one of my idols out there in the world, uh, they once said, uh, deciding what star you're going to guide yourself by uh, is the only way, the only way for you to sell your ship to any destination. You really have to pin it down. You really have to set a goal and, and figure out what you want to do with yourself. Otherwise, you're going to go nowhere. You're just going to sit there floating. You you've you've really got to do it. Um, that's what I'm doing with with my schooling. That's what I'm doing with this club. That's what I'm doing in life. Um, because I mean, if I wasn't, what would I be doing? You know? Yeah. Just be wallowing in my tears. <laughs> <coughs> oh, excuse me, Jesus. Yeah. So this bug's been going around. <laughs> I know. Really, it's I'm kind of sick too. Mm-mm. But. Uh, one goal that we really need to set, mm-hmm. which I think we've accomplished so far, mm-hmm. is just being radically honest. Mm. I Radical honesty is like the the center of what we should be doing on this podcast, is just being as honest as possible, yeah, no yeah. matter the outcome, you know? Yeah, like, I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and say that high intensity workouts every day of the week without any breaks circuit style is the best exercise for you because it's not i mean unless you're pumped up on roids <laughs> i don't think that's good for any like average person okay just just real quick i heard i heard uh, intensity and that was like the last word after that you said circuit what circuit training circuit training like doing one exercise right after the other without stopping oh okay okay got you yeah. got you it's um, I that's one thing I've pride prided myself on doing is being radically honest or at least mm-hmm. as honest as I can be mm-hmm. within certain guidelines parameters certain certain parameters I don't know um, I thought about that a lot like 
uh, those situations where you say something like uh like if you tell someone the truth you know you're worried about their feelings being hurt or you're worried about like like what what's the ultimate scenario like oh someone's in love with someone they've been dating for a while but you find out that they're cheating on them ooh you know what do you do those are those situations where it's like I I think I still should be honest here because the the pain of them finding this out now is always going to be less, less than the than, pain of them finding yeah. it out later and I don't know that's how I feel at least I think if you really love someone mm-hmm. You're not going to lie to them. You're going to be as honest as you can be. Like, say, like my parents, they're freaking radically honest with me. I played <laughs> basketball for a season. And they, after the season, I was like, how did you think I got, uh, how I did? And I'm like, probably fifth or sixth grade at the time. Mm-hmm. And my parents, like, no, you suck. <laughs> they said, this is, basketball is not your strong suit. I would stick to soccer. And yeah. Them being radically honest, I played into my strengths, and I feel like I did very well for myself in the soccer field. Mm-hmm. And if you're – honesty builds relationships. I mean, if you're honest to someone, they know they can trust you with anything, really. And I think that's a real big part of making good connections is just being honest with people. Yeah, if you're not yeah. honest, it's going to come out eventually, and then your name's going to get – shat on basically like oh this guy doesn't tell the truth or this girl doesn't tell the truth Mm -hmm. and you shouldn't trust them and i just i just think honesty is a key factor in a lot of things yeah yeah i know what you mean um you know i'm in i'm in the business world uh one of the biggest insecurities that people have is is sharing their idea sharing their passion sharing their dream with someone and the central reason why is there's a long, long history of people, you know, acting like they are, you know, willing to li- lend a helping hand, acting like they're going to be a, a great partner, acting like they want to be a part of your team, and they just steal your idea, you know? You you think, you, if you're really passionate about a problem or something like that, and you come up with this idea, and they're like, ooh, I think I can make millions. Let me let me go just skirt right over here with this. Yeah, it happens, it happens more often than than I I wish it ever did but uh that's one of the that's one of the things that and I I really I really hate this because I feel like it's the number one thing that gets in the way of good things happening in the entrepreneurial like space trust there there's so many dishonest people out there that it really just shakes people's trust and I, I just I just think about all the connections that don't happen all of the all the stories that never get told because people are just afraid you know it's all because there's just an, enough, you know, bad apples out there that it just ruins people's trust. Um, I don't know. I think a really good story that goes along with um, trust particularly yeah. is through my parents being so radically honest with me. Mm-hmm. I can tell you the exact time when I told my parents that I was going to be a father. It was on my way to a soccer tournament over in Kentucky, and I was we were just listening to music, mm-hmm. and I was my hands were shaking, my heart was pounding. I, in my mind, I was like, "How are they going to react?" I, I don't know why I'm going to tell them this now, but mm-hmm. this is the only time that we're going to be alone. And a voice in my mind said, "You can trust them. Just just tell them everything's going to be okay." 
mm-hmm. and handshaking. My voice is just so shaky. I'm like, hey, uh, mom and dad, I, I have something to tell you. I'm like, please don't be mad at me. And my dad just instantly lit up like a match, dude. He was, uh-huh. he was getting heated. He was like, what's going on, Nico? Like, don't, what's wrong? Yeah. Is something, is something wrong? Are you okay? Are you hurt? I'm like, I'm going to be a dad, guys. My mom almost fainted. She was so in shock. <laughs> like she was, she was, she was like, I'm, I'm going to throw up. Her head was pounding for the rest of the day. She said it was my dad he, furious. He was like, are you fucking kidding me? Why'd you tell us this on our way to a soccer <laughs> tournament? I, I'm not going to be able to talk to anybody now because I'm so upset. And I mean, truth is my dad didn't talk to me for like three days. I thought I was going to get kicked out. I, that mm. whole, those, that whole weekend ruined because of me. And after those three or four days came around, everybody settled down the water, the water, uh, just became calm again. Mm. And my parents sat us, sat me down and they're like, look, we're not mad at you. We're not upset with you. We're just worried for you, you know? Mm-hmm. They're like, mm-hmm. we've feel like we failed as parents and we have a responsibility for you to make sure you have what you need and that you're okay mentally as well because this is a big thing for yeah. for more you than us. Yeah. And I mean at that point I just I broke down crying. I was like I love you guys. Thank you for everything you've done, you know? Like you guys are have just been there for me and I trust you with everything I have. Mm-hmm. And from then on it's just been nothing but radical honesty between my parents and I and even if it's shit they don't like like I've told them every time I've had to watch my friends get drunk and I've had to hold I mean like basically tuck them in at <laughs> that night <laughs> and they've they just know they know everything about me now and mm-hmm. I think that's again that's built that really strong bond between my parents right. and I and my parents are I they're more upset with me leaving than I think my older brother when he left and my older brother was the firstborn, so that's that's right. pretty hard to beat right. as yeah, well. But I, I think it's tough. I think it's through that extra connection that I've had having to go through all this being a teen father and stuff that's really built that bond along with the radical honesty, you know. So it's it's been a wild ride for sure. Jesus, man, yeah. And that's yeah. that's why that's why radical honesty is a really key factor in a lot of things that I try to do. And that's how I'm going to raise Caden to be just honest and to be as social as you can. This kid is so social. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid for him <laughs> of how social he is. Yeah. And yeah. I and that's a good thing. I mean, that that's going to be a good thing down the line. But it all it can also stab him in the back for trusting someone that he shouldn't, you know? Mm-hmm. Someone that could be using him. Yeah, that's so I've, that's going to be a lot of learning lessons that I'm yeah. going to have to give him down the road. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I feel like I'm ready for it for sure. Yeah, it's it's one of those problems. I mean, I, I, in some way, uh, just about every problem is a good problem to have because you learn something from. Oh it, yeah, you know? for sure. You in you can't way, grow without but, failure. 
but but particularly you know uh trust you know that that's uh all of us all my uh siblings um, me my brother my myself we were all very much so like that and it's always rough when it you know when you have that first experience of it being shaken you know oh god um but i have a story as well and <clears throat> what what I went through as a kid is nothing compared to what this lady went through. Um, so let me step back for a moment. Just had our club meeting uh, earlier on uh, tonight. Uh, we had this wonderful lady named Charlinda Scales uh, come out and speak with us. She's an entrepreneur, guys has her own business and everything. Um, she just offhandedly mentioned that she uh, she was married or she had she'd married a guy and moved out to D.C. I was like, what? You moved out to D.C.? I thought you just told me you lived here in Beaver Creek or something. You know, we were having a conversation. And um, she ends up saying, oh, no, I, I left my husband. You know, we're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not. We're done. And I'm like, what? Whoa. First off, I just found out you're married. And then I just found out that you moved to D.C. to marry this guy. And then what? what? You're not you're not married now? Essentially, what, what, what I had, uh, found out is that, uh, you know, the person's relationship uh, had broken up due to, due to some, uh, infidelity or something like that. Um, and I, and I, I was just thinking, I was thinking about this person's life, thinking about everything that she told me, uh, she moved to DC, basically on a dime. She, she, she moved heaven and earth for this person that, that she was married to, that she loved, that she trusted, but they weren't honest with her. They weren't, they weren't up front. They, they, as I understood, they, they, they that person had been cheating on her even before they had gotten in, into being married, which is crazy when you yeah, think about it. That's absolutely insane. That's a lack of loyalty for sure. Absolutely insane. But uh, what what she made sure that she imparted on us was that, hey, honesty is important. Radical honesty is important. She says, you need to be in, in whatever relationship that you're in, be it friendship, be it family, um, definitely a, you know, a romantic relationship, you need to be comfortable enough to say, hey, babe, can I use your phone real quick? Oh, yeah, here you go. Well, here's the password. You need to be comfortable enough in, in, in those essential, important relationships to just just not have not have too many secrets, you know? Uh, I mean, it depends on how far along you are, but especially with your family. You can't you can't be keeping secrets with, from your family. These, yeah. these are, this is your family. This is your brother, your sister, your mother, your father. These people love you. Ultimately, there's there's very very few things unless you get some bodies in your trunk. There's very very few things. Maybe even if you do have some bodies in your trunk, <laughs> that your family won't won't be there for you with, you know. Um, and and it can only it can only damage your relationships to have those secrets. It can only damage your life if you're not honest. I mean, I I imagine if this guy had just been honest and upfront about it, all of that drama, all of that pomp and circumstance of the wedding that's basically a sham all of that stuff all the all the everything that you went through with this person could have been avoided if you just like hey i, I want to sleep around i'm not trying to get married but uh i i'm only telling the story because i just want to put it to you like what what is it that causes us to to, to be dishonest like that why why are we all so always so focused on the short term you know i, I think it's a lack of communication and uh, it's also a lack of um setting i can't find the word but i think it's setting standards of a relationship setting standards like yeah this is this is like my selfish needs that i want 
in this relationship and mm. communicating that like hey i i want saturdays are for the boys like that's <laughs> that's yeah that's, yeah that's, yeah, no, you're that's right. like a you're right that is a a rule that i would like to have in place yeah and you've got to be mature enough to to come up and step up when you're stepping up to the plate yeah. and say that yeah yeah and i it's just a lack of communicating that like if he would have said straight up at the beginning hey i'm not really looking to get married i'm just looking to like fuck around with people. <laughs> One, it would have saved the lady a lot of time and energy. And two, it would have saved a lot of money. And three, it would have saved a lot of heartache, you know? Yeah. It's just being able to communicate things. Mm. <laughs> and if you can't communicate things, then you keep stuff from people, mm. which then hurts your trust and ultimately ends bad. I mean, I mean the old the stupid saying secrets don't make friends, hundred percent true. But friends make secrets. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sorry, all right. sorry. I just had to get all eighth grader on you real quick. <laughs> uh, but but no, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah yeah, secrets don't make friends. You know, you it, it's a barrier. You're putting up barriers between people. Yeah. Why, why would you do that? A it, lot of people say it's to protect people. I think that's a lot of nonsense and bullshit yeah unless yeah. it's act unless you are like a government official that like <laughs> legally cannot tell people things unless it's like aliens and asteroids or something <laughs> yeah yeah or I get like it. if you're like a navy seal or something yeah there's, yeah yeah like there's certain things they can't talk about like mm-hmm. the wife that can't know where they're at at some on some missions or something right, like right. that that's what i've heard and read because like you don't want to like say hey honey i'm about to go kill osama bin Laden," and she tweets about it you know like you, you know you don't want you don't want that to happen <laughs> like <laughs> but yeah yeah if it's if it's not that there should be no reason to keep any secrets it should be nothing but radical honesty you know i, I got to be honest in, in some cases i even feel like we should um when it comes to a lot of the, the go- secret secretive government stuff um and that's just generally wait what being honest yeah yeah, yeah open, open and that. honest i and and my, my general uh my general opinion is uh whatever situation in which people have as much information as possible uh doesn't matter if it's uh, literally one iota more that situation is just naturally going to be better people are going to make better decisions when they have more information people Dep- are going to act in different ways when they have more information depending on the circumstances because again if it if it could potentially uh <clears throat> compromise mm-hmm. like the mission at hand or whatever they're doing yes, or absolutely. the policy at hand absolutely. then i there you shouldn't be able to tell be honest with that because that's that's going to be affecting an outcome that we need to have you mm-hmm. know but if it's something like say a politician is running for some body of government or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I feel like the more honest they are, the the better off they'll be. Like Absolutely. Yeah. Even yeah, if with the even if the this. other even if the other party is like chat, chatting a bunch of shit like oh, they're going to change everything and it's going to be all perfect. Mm-hmm. The person who's honest like, "Hey, shit sucks right now. It's going to take a minute to fix it." Mm-hmm. But this is what I'm going to do to help you fi- help everybody fix it. Mm-hmm. And they're just so honest like of what may happen of shit that may go south, you know, yeah, that type of stuff. Just being real. Just yeah. being real with people. I feel like people connect to that a lot more, you know? <laughs> Me and my mom, we had this one conversation once, uh, just jokingly, along these same lines. 
I was like, yeah, when, when's the politician going to get up there and just say, hey, I'm going to do two things, America. You know, like every politician, like they come up with like a long laundry list of, of all the things that they want to do that, they, you know, that's their whole platform. It's all about, you know, oh, these, these 29 things, this is what I'm campaigning on. And, my, and I was joking with my mom. I'm like, nah, every four years they get two things done. Let's be perfectly honest. I mean, I, I thought back to Obama. I'm like, uh, Lily Ledbetter Equal Pay Act, Obamacare. <laughs> Jack shit besides that. That was like it. <laughs> and, and she was like, you, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I really feel like there, there's always that space for uh, what I would call like a, a truly honest, rational, populist sort of person who's like, hey, yeah. There are a lot of things that we need to change. We're going to change them for the better of the people. We have to be radically honest about the situation that we're in, you know? There's no magic fairy tale wand that we can just wave and fix all the problems. And also, uh, doing nothing, obviously, isn't going to fix the problem either. Yeah, so really. we got to do something. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, the, the main reason why this, this particular thing really stuck with me um, like I said, I just had this uh, meeting with uh, with this lady earlier on tonight, or earlier on in the night. Um, is that in my life? Uh, it's so many instances, so many. I I can. I have endless stories, endless times where I I just lie. I I would lie for the dumbest reasons oh yeah dude I'm, it, it would, I'm in the same boat I've lied for a bunch of stupid shit that didn't even matter and, I, and your mind just tricks yourself into thinking it's okay yeah and it's uh, yeah it would be stuff that didn't matter it would be like you know the little white lies as they say but it would often be it would often be bigger lies uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a tight spot oh I didn't do my homework or something like that oh crap I really need to get this grade that I want Ah oh, crap! I had car trouble, you know, man. Oh, oh, I had a deer last. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating here, but oh man, the deer and now my car's all jacked up, and I got this going on, and oh, my family member died, and and it's, I I got to this place where I started thinking to myself, I'm like, if these things really happened, if if this really happened, is this is this what I wanted to do for me? Do I actually want that? Do I want to be able to say that my grandmother died? That's why I didn't do this assignment. You know? Would I, if my grandmother died, would I be like, oh shit, yes! Hell yeah! I just got out of all my homework for the next two weeks. Hell yes! What kind of person am I if I'm yeah, really that's... trying to do that? You know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, it. It it's one of those. My my grandmother actually did pass uh, this summer. I think I, I think yeah I told you, you did about tell that, me about uh, that early earlier on in August, and uh, I I got I just, you just get to this point where you're like what what am I doing with myself here? Why am I doing this? You have to be introspective enough to always ask yourself that question. Mm -hmm. Why am I doing what I'm doing? And I realize what it is. There are so many things in life that if you want to accomplish. You gotta set goals for it, but you 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 gotta you gotta be honest with yourself first about where you are now and where you want to go. And I just I just couldn't do that. I didn't wanna I didn't wanna really take an honest look at, at how I was doing academically. So I would just find an excuse. I would search high and low and near and far just to find something that would that would let me off the hook. Yeah, and I think a lot of people aren't ready to be radically honest with themselves 
which yeah. in turn won't won't let them look at each situ- each little lie that they say and say, and think, what if this actually happened? And, and like, when, how would I actually handle yeah. this? Yeah, and, and and when you are, like, I'm thinking about my situation right now. What radical honesty would be, if I if I'm saying okay, I need to I need to be honest with with myself about where I am academically. You know what I need to do? I need to look at my syllabus. I need to look at how many points everything or everything in the course is worth. I need to look at what grades I have gotten back so far, and I need to start doing some math. Uh, what grade do I have right now in this class? If I get if I get a hundred percent on everything else, what grade will I have? What grade can I still get in this class? Am I still going to be able to reach my goal of straight A's, or did I already shoot myself in the foot there because I'm not being honest with myself? Why don't I do this at the start of the semester? Why isn't this the first thing that I do? So I need to know I can only miss 35 points in this class, you know? Once I miss 35 points, I'm at a B or something like that. Now, guess what I've just done for myself? I've literally just defined the parameters for my success, and I've told myself, to be successful, I can only miss 34 points in this class. Now, next step, what am I going to do to make sure that I only miss 34 points in this class maximum? Now that I'm being honest with myself, the only thing I'm worrying about is how I can get to straight A's. But when you're not, you're just worrying about the next excuse that you're yeah, going to be able to you're make. Just ready to make more excuses. Yeah. And that, that that's that's really why this is this is it, it touched me so because I, this is something I've been struggling with. I really, I, in so many facets of my life, I just need to be honest with myself. I think that is a thing that everybody struggles with, me and myself included. I bet you everybody who listens to this right now and yeah. everyone who doesn't listen to this has those um, thoughts, has those um, excuses in their head. And mm-hmm. they're not willing to put forth the time and effort to think about what they're actually doing to themselves you know yeah. not being honest yeah. and I mean that's that's something everybody has to go through and everybody will find it eventually hopefully mm. <laughs> you know not everyone will be able to see the light of honesty and I don't think I'm there yet I know I'm on the way mm-hmm. but I'm by no means anywhere close to the end of being completely honest with myself i'm only 19 for god's sakes <laughs> i got so much more life to figure out and to be honest with myself that it's not even funny mm-hmm. so i've found that if i can't find something to help me you know help keep me honest uh you know i i found that the more that i talk to people about what i'm doing well, crap, now I told somebody that yeah. I'm doing this next Friday. Looks like it's got to be on my calendar. Looks like I've got to actually plan to do it. Shit. Now it gets done. And again, <laughs> yeah. and that that's that's a big <clears throat> thing for your friend to do is to be honest with you, be like, and to check you in that mm-hmm. and being honest with yourself is like, hey, mm-hmm. you fucking said you are going to do this. Where the hell are you? You know? Exactly. It's, it's about that time. What, what are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, that... That is a big thing mm-hmm. that everybody needs to work on. Yeah. And with that, I think this is a good good time to end it. 